0: Hello, everyone, I'm Soma Mazumdar,
1: and I'm Orod Samsarzade and welcome to Kanban Lab podcast. In each episode, we'll pick a common question and dive into a different aspect of Kanban, exploring its principles, practices, and applications, and answering that question.
0: Our goal in this podcast is to demystify Kanban and help listeners understand how it can benefit their teams and organizations. To addressing the common misconceptions, clarifying concepts, and answering questions about Kanban.
1: Hey, Sumal, how are you?
0: Hey, Aaron. I'm doing good. Sydney is sunny today. How's Melbourne?
1: Ah, oh, it's cloudy here. Every time I talk to <laughs> someone from Sydney, I feel like I need to move to Sydney.
0: Yes, you do. Well. Oh. I'm glad we are talking about Sydney and Melbourne here today. Otherwise, (laughs) that would be a different podcast topic.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. So what have you heard recently about Kanban that you want to talk about?
0: Mm, Well, okay. This this might be very common. You would have heard it so many times. So uh, recently, a team came to me. The delivery manager uh, wanted to try Kanban because they have too many meetings. And according to the delivery manager, they think that Kanban doesn't have any meeting.
1: Well, this is a great topic to discuss uh, today, soma But before we talk about um, meetings in Kanban and how Kanban look at meetings, I think it's good to uh talk about why people not happy with the current meeting based on my experience um a lot of people don't see value in uh, some meetings and uh, they just have to do it because framework said also frameworks uh, normally ignore the current meeting that organization have and they ask them not to do them or in addition to do those then you need to do more meetings. And that's probably one of the uh, source of dissatisfaction in this topic. So if we wanna look at Kanban, uh, I think in the first uh, episode, we talk about one of the Kanban practices, make policy uh, explicit. And today we can talk about another Kanban practice, implement feedback loop. Kanban defines feedback loop opportunity called cadence, and there are two types of cadence. Uh, one called meeting, which focus on delivery of the work and make sure that everyone has everything to progress their work, identify which works blocked and what we can do to unblock them. Another type of cadence called review, which develop a quantitative uh, understanding of the system and help to improve predictability and uh, optimize the system based on the historical and, uh, data and reports. And uh, maybe later today, we can talk about some of the core cadences that we suggest to have, uh, but basically uh, in Kanban, we suggest to have cadences on regu- uh, on the regular basis. Um, however, based on the context, you can run them more frequent or less frequent. If you already have some meeting in the companies, uh, then you can use those meetings. You don't need to introduce new meetings. If needed, then we can have uh, uh, some more meetings and introduce more meetings. And also another thing that I try to do uh, is when team reach to the level of uh, maturity, then we can run those meeting more on demand. So basically when it's needed. So Kanban has the flexibility to introduce meeting um, as needed and adjust based on the context and based on the team or organization uh, requirements. So we don't need to... Add more meetings just uh, because of um, because framework said that. Uh,
0: yeah, what you said makes sense. Um, however, uh, I think that you know uh, we should go back to the basics with Kanva That's the change management principle. Start mm. where you are. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really really important for people for. Either it's like one person or it's a team or organization that what they want to achieve out of any meeting. What Hmm. is the purpose? So uh, what I usually start with is that, okay, if they want to get work in their backlog, that means they would need a planning or a replenishment. So yes, that's kind of like very basic, very natural. Uh, It's going back to the Kanban maturity model one where you know like you are starting with the basic three uh cadences that mm-hmm. is in there. Uh the replenishment, the review or retro or and the daily Kanban meeting. That's like more like the stand up. Yeah. But it's very important for anyone to understand that okay, what's the purpose they are serving. Now, like for example, you know, the stand-up daily, it doesn't make sense because they are talking to each other they are connected with each other and they are on top of, you know, the work because mm. it's about managing the work, not managing people. Mm-hmm. So then having a daily Kanban meeting doesn't make sense. You can yep. have it, you know, like twice a Less week, frequent. twice a week, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the replenishment, I like the on-demand one because, uh, and I've tried that out with a few teams. However, it, I think when they started they needed some kind of frequency just to get Mm -hmm. into the mindset and discipline. Once they got it, that, you know, like, it's not like other framework where, Mm -hmm. you know, like they have to get into a formal meeting to understand what they will be working on. It's more like, you know, the backlog is well prioritized. You can pick things from there based on the priority. That's where um, it was more like a light bulb moment for them where they understood that, okay, it's like less dependency on formal meetings and more, more dependency or more reliance on the people who are doing the knowledge work. So we are trusting the people to make the right judgment at the right time
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not letting the meeting decide that, okay, what needs to happen? Yeah, so, so basically
1: you don't need to do it because, just for the sake of doing it. You exactly. do it because there is a reason for
0: it. Yes, 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 of yeah. course. And this is uh, also, I, I would like to talk about the, you know, the misconception of people where uh, sometimes I have heard things around that, okay, Kanban is more like, you know, it's, there is no discipline at all. Mm-hmm. You can just do whatever you want uh, because the time box is not there. At least that's what they think. So uh, it's, it's. It just doesn't make sense for people to... How to say this? Like, they think that, okay, Kanban has no discipline, no time box, and people can just start work and they don't have to finish it on time. Does that make sense?
1: So Kanban definitely is not time box. Yes. But uh, we have service level agreement. We have, you know, exactly. some sort of expectation. Because yes. at the end of the day, you want to deliver the work to the customer when customer expects it, right? Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure why people think, you know, there is, it's not structured. Uh, again, Kanban can be structured as much as people needs to be, mm. needs to make it structured. Huh? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, you can, you know, Kanban is flexible enough uh, to help you what you need and solve the problem that you have right now. Yes. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily tell you what to do, how long to do it, how uh, often do it. Hmm. Uh, However, there are some suggestions, but I think based on people's maturity and team's maturity, uh, you can, you know, make it more frequent, less frequent. As you mm-hmm. said, you know, to start with, probably with the team who recently started working together, maybe we can, you know, run some meeting on the uh, same interval. Yeah. But after a while, when it becomes part of their routine and they get used to it, or it becomes part of their DNA, then you don't need to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. on the same interval you can do it on demand right so mm-hmm. whenever oh i have capacity what can i do is there any yeah. work available for me you know that kind of stuff
0: yeah i do have a question for you so uh this is again a situation coming out of real life experience i'm not gonna share from where mm-hmm. it is coming uh so there's this team who recently migrated like they actually started practicing kanban uh mm-hmm. but their backlog is getting decided from a quarterly planning cycle. So uh-huh. this is something I'm uh trying to figure out with them as you know, we all need to experiment and evolve. We don't know all the answers mm-hmm. uh in the beginning. So how how can we make it more smooth for them to uh generate a backlog and you know like practice Kanban? Because the expectation out of them from their stakeholder is that they will be estimating everything that gets into that three months backlog and they uh-huh. will letting them know, so it's basically like you know a quarterly planning and they have to estimate before. So their question to me was that if they have to go through the painful process of you know spending so much time and estimation in planning, mm-hmm. uh how does Kanban make sense?
1: and how accurate their estimations are Oh,
0: never never so mm. so if you look at the uh, data for the last i would say few years i don't think that any quarter whatever they have predicted they could get through all mm-hmm. so uh yes estimation is just not accurate at all
1: so again um First, I will say my opinion and then we can dive into that with a little bit more detail. Sure. So, if their estimation is not accurate, yeah. right, uh, and we have some data to prove it historically, mm-hmm. then maybe we don't need to estimate, right, because whatever you do, it's wrong, right? Yeah. So why do we need to spend too much time to estimate the work, which Mm -hmm. will take, you know, different time, sometimes less time, sometimes more time. And, you know, most probably takes more. Uh, I had similar or I've been in similar situation. And what I've done was that I look at, you know, how many works they deliver. Right. So, for example, let's say they deliver user story and they used to estimate it right? Yeah. I, did, I just completely ignore the estimation. I just look at the number of works they deliver in last, mm. let's say, three months, okay? So yeah. you want to plan for three months, okay?
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I've done, I, I've done similar things, right? Mm. I look and say, all right, you know, every two weeks, hysterically, you deliver 10 works roughly, mm. right? Sometimes 12, sometimes 8, mm. right? Mm. But mm. the average was around 10, okay? So for 10 weeks, if two, every two weeks you deliver 10, so I expect you deliver around, you know, 10 times. Six. Six, yeah, whatever, <laughs> 60. 60, that's right. yeah. So the expectation is around 60. And this is not something I tell you, this is something that you delivered before. This is something yes. you've done before. So every, yeah. you know, I don't know, 10 weeks you deliver 60 works right sometimes a little bit more sometimes a little bit less
0: Mm, on an average 60 yeah
1: Yeah, on an average uh and then as a hypothesis i told them let's don't estimate it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and just break the work how you always you know broke it Mm -hmm. but don't estimate it you can say is this too big, and then if it's too big, then okay, if is that possible to break it or not, that kind of thing, you know, in a kind of optimized size that makes sense for customer mm. and business. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be fixed in like two exactly weeks, yes. that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And let's say okay, we have 60 works. We can plan for this 60 works for next three months and see, you know, if the, my hypothesis works or not. Oh. The first quarter, the first three months, I didn't tell them. I just observed just to have a little bit better uh, understanding about my hypothesis and see if my hypothesis is actually proven or not. Right? Mm. So the first quarter, I just look and say, okay, they estimated and they plan for around mm. roughly 60 works as mm. something that I expected. And then they deliver pretty much everything they plan a little bit less. right? So in the next quarter, I told them, all right, this time, I show them, first of all, the result. This is what you delivered in last, you know, one and a half years. Every quarter you delivered that much. And last quarter, without even, I told you, behind the scene, I was just observing. So these are the data. So for the next quarter, let's don't estimate. If you want to estimate, it's up to you. I'm not going to stop you to estimate it, but you don't have to. If you think it's too much waste of time, don't have to. Mm. And... Let's this time plan for around 60 works and see what happens. And they did it and they deliver a similar amount of work. Mm. And after that, we stopped estimating and yeah. we just plan for around 50, 60 works. But, mm. you know, when someone added to the team, when someone leave the team, then, you know, we need to adjust a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But based on my experience, it doesn't matter how much basically you plan. The mm. outcome is relatively similar
0: similar yeah because so what you are have done i have suggested a similar kind of thing understanding the lead time for different kind of work they had in their backlog in the last 3 months to 6 months that's like mm-hmm. two quarters and based on that do a relative estimation like because if they are expected to put a number or a t-shirt size on something then it's better to do like you know based on the data they have so basically the lead time and if it is similar kind of work so it should take almost similar time Mm -hmm. and based on yeah that's what they have done uh and that's that's really good because it looks like we are on the same page with our experimentation so i will see in three months what would be the result
1: yeah Um, In fact, I wrote um, a case study about this one. Maybe I'll share it with you and we can discuss with more details later. But I pulled lots of data and put together that kind of thing. And it went quite uh, interestingly well Mm. uh, because, you know, one of the problem with estimation, I think it might be a little bit off topic Mm. because we were supposed to talk about meetings, Meetings. not estimation. (laughs) Uh, so maybe we can talk about the estimation in another episode. Let's yes. Back to the meeting, yeah. but why do some simple uh, analysis on the data? Mm. As I, you know, just explain, we just completely uh, reduce the amount of planning, meetings, and planning time. That kind of thing dramatically, right? Yeah. So rather than spend days of planning, and the plan is.
0: Yes. Always
1: case. wrong, right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh then you know, we can spend those time on actually delivering the work.
0: Exactly. Right? Yes. We we have a and the study. outcome is
1: similar. That that's yeah. that's the thing.
0: Uh we do have a case study in Kanban uh when someone takes the KMP, Kanban Management Professional, a mm. very, very similar case study is in there as well. For anyone who is interested to know more, reach out. But uh, getting back to our topic for the day, uh, mm-hmm. meetings in Kanban, I was just thinking, or would mm-hmm. it make sense for us to, you know, like at least uh, talk about that? What are the basic meetings that people can start with for Kanban uh, if they are just starting off as a team, and uh, what should be the purpose? What do you think?
1: Mm. Yeah, that 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 sounds good. And before we talk about that, uh, you know, for the same team that they used to do, uh, you know, Scrum, and then gradually we uh, move toward more flow based approach Kanban. Uh, One of the positive feedback I received from people was in fact, they said that we're not spending that much time on meetings, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Back to your question, what is the basic meeting uh, we can have with the team at least? Mm. Uh, let's keep it simple, right? Let's assume we have one Very team. Very simple, um, yes. So we we probably need uh, one meeting, ideally every day. Mm. Normally call it Kanban meeting if you used to, if you are, you know, you, if you used to call it daily stand up or team sync or whatever you call it. Just don't change the name. Just continue yeah. as this uh, in terms of the facilitation. I don't want to go into too much detail, but normally we focus on the work, not just individual. So rather exactly. than round robin exactly. approach, we do walk the board approach. So I'm sure people mm-hmm. can Google and mm-hmm. uh, read a little bit more about it um, later. Um, But again, as you said, if they don't need to do it every day, they can do every other day or something like Mm -hmm. that. But my experience, every day is good and it's not going to take more than 10, 15 minutes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So one more thing there when when we are on the daily Kanban meeting or stand up or daily sync, check in, whatever we are calling it. Walk the board, is a very good thing, but also walk the board from right to left. I think that's really, really important. So right most column, which is nearing the finish column, like the done column, start from there. And the whole idea behind it is that because we need to like explain or everyone needs to understand the purpose of doing this session. It's not because checking on people or micromanaging people, what they are doing, rather than trying to manage our work in the most you know uh beneficial or like efficient way so when we start reading the work or reading the board from the rightmost column like just after done we will always visualize that what's nearing finish line and we can always talk about if there is something that needs to happen there if there is something that you know like anyone can do to like uh uh what you accelerated i was mm. oh, sorry i i just forgot that word accelerated yes so yeah that's the whole purpose of coming together as a team and doing a daily sync or check in or a daily kanban meeting
1: yeah so basically the purpose of this daily meeting kanban meeting is to make sure the card or the work you know has no blocker and moved to the right side of the board yes right. so that's yes. the whole purpose and when team work together again when they know each other you know they have a trust and um they know each other and you know they're familiar with the whole uh, the process and all that then you know we can even simplify it and say okay is there any blocker does exactly. is there anything that anyone needs to discuss know everything good okay then yeah go home, whatever,
0: and this finish. should be
1: the goal and this
0: is what i tell team that this should be your goal as a team where you want to reach. But in order to achieve that, you have to always start from, you know, like reading out the work on the board and asking Mm. that what's like, you know, do you need anything? Is there any support required? Can anyone do anything? But your goal, the ultimate goal where you want to reach is that, okay, is there any blocker? That's That's it. So I think it's always a good idea to have the goal in front of you so that you know you can figure out the steps to reach there so yeah cool that's
1: just one thing before i forget because i mentioned a few times we can run the meeting on demand i remember that uh, in one of my kanban courses someone said you know i don't like on demand meeting because i like to be prepared Mm -hmm. for the meeting and i know when it's gonna happen i don't like that people say hey let's do a meeting right yeah and I, i just wanted to clarify when we say or when i say On demand, it doesn't mean that let's do it right now. Yeah. That means we need to talk about something. When will be the best time to get together and discuss about it? It can be the same day, it can be next couple of days, or it can be next week or something like that. So on demand doesn't necessarily mean let's do it right now. (laughs) On demand means do it when it's necessary.
0: Necessary. Good. You clarified that. That That was good. Okay, moving on to the. Next so one.
1: yeah, one is uh, just a handband meeting, just to make sure that everyone has everything, right, and so no one is uh, blocked or no one uh, doesn't need to talk to anyone else and that kind of. Thing. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, another thing, uh, a lot of team is doing it is you know they get together. And uh, look what needs to be done in the next uh, few weeks, right? So what is the next priority? Yeah. And um, just kind of some sort of a, you know, maybe like not sprint planning. We call it in camera, we call it the replenishment, right? So which means when we have capacity, okay, pull the work. Yeah. Not necessarily, um, it's not necessary, um, but... Uh, I think it's a good thing to do uh, to start with, to make sure that people and team have some good understanding about the future works. Yeah. And also make sure that we always have some work ready for them to start. So when they have capacity, all right, we know the priority, we know what will be the next work to start working. And uh, the last one is um, how we can improve
0: uh, when we are uh, or let's finish off the replenishment maybe okay. so also one more thing that people need to understand that when <clears> they <throat> are pulling the work in the replenishment or the planning meeting the work is not getting into your work in progress column it's rather getting into a ready or whatever you are calling it which is more like a funnel for your team to committed work.
1: so yes. team committed to this work or we committed to yes deliver this one, something yeah. like
0: that. something like that where you are you know that you know that these are the priorities you need to look at the next time when you have capacity so mm-hmm. it's getting into that column so it's very important for people to understand when you prioritize when you pull work all those decisions will be based on the policy that we spoke in the first episode how mm-hmm. important team policies are so it will be based on that so that's why creating good policies for your team to start with is really important. So yes, like replenishment is important. You can either do it like once a week and it doesn't have to be that long actually. And not everyone needs to be in there because how you have created the policy, it kind of like signifies that, okay, what kind of decisions will be made in that session. So everyone from the team doesn't have to be there. That's the beauty of it.
1: mm. Uh, it might be a little bit. Uh, I have different opinion about this one. I like to have uh, more people uh, from, especially with different skills, if it's possible, just to look yeah. at the problem from different angle,
0: course, and also yeah. share
1: their experiences. Yeah. Um, and you know, another thing, it's based on my experience as a developer you know, it's always good for developer and technical people not to be surprised. So don't show them the work, you know, uh, just right before they start working. It's always good to show the work to them. They have some idea about that, ask questions, you know, if they don't know even how to start, because it's quite possible that business wants something. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have all the requirements and stuff like that, but you know, developer and technical team don't really know where to start. They never work on this part of the application or product or something like that. Right? That gives them a little bit, you know, time to get their head around it. Um, and also they might say, okay, we can't commit to this work because we're not ready. Right? Well, so we need to right. do something before we start. You know what I'm that- saying?
0: Yes and I totally agree with that it's I I'm not disagreeing but when I said that everyone doesn't have to be there what I meant is that usually in teams you will see that certain roles will be there just because you know like they uh assume that they are higher in hierarchy they're not actually doing the work mm-hmm. if you have such roles it's not necessary that every time they need to be in those sessions they can like uh, make that time free for themselves and do something else. And maybe the developers, the testers, you know, like who will be doing the work can go to this session to choose the work, what could be in their, you know, ready or committed column. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's all about that. So when I said Mm. like, everyone doesn't have to be there, you can definitely agree as a team, which roles are necessary to go to the session and you can rotate. You don't have to do the same thing again and again. You can, Experiment again, you know, like the favorite thing I can say about Kanban is that I experiment all the time and review the results. So just uh, experiment with certain roles first, see what's the outcome. And then if that doesn't make sense or doesn't give you the same outcome you have expected, just, you know, change it, do something else. So yes, and, but definitely I, I agree that developers need to be more nearer to the customer Problem so that they can be more creative around it.
1: Yeah, this is my personal opinion. Doesn't do anything with Kanban, uh, but to me, those who do the work needs yes. to accept the work.
0: Uh, of course, and uh, no one can disagree with that. I believe.
1: Oh, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with. <laughs> that. Well,
0: i don't... <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um... So moving on to the last one that we are saying that is a good start would be the review, which can be considered as a retro as well. However, there is just one difference that I would like to point out. Review is more data oriented. Like we do consider all the human side that we want to review as well. But then when we start with the data, like for example, uh, when we talk about Kanban cadences, there are two parts to it. One is the meeting part where you are making the decisions, like planning what to pick, replenishment, what to pick in your queue and uh, daily standup, like what, what's happening, what kind of decisions you are like, you know, talking about. So you are talking about that in your meetings. But when it comes to the review part of the cadence, it's about reviewing all those decisions. So a review, like the data could get into like, for example, you know, the policies that you have created for the team, are they working? is the wip limit right wip limit that you have set for the team uh, the way you replenish your committed column or ready column or you know next to be done column is that the right way to do it so all those decisions should be reviewed in the review and you should have some data for that you should have some kind of you know like uh, graph chart whatever metrics you are following for your team to talk about it so that you know everyone is looking at the data and trying to be on the same page around what kind of improvements you can think of or you can mm. decide to take in the next one and then of course do not forget the human part as well because you know humans make a team we need to be more yeah. human in those reviews so yes check in with each other how they are doing is there anything else that you can do as a team or do things differently mm-hmm. to be more like a team so, yes, yep. that is important, but data is also very important. Because so data
1: doesn't lie, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, no, that that's really good. Uh, so, just to kind of wrap it up, what we discussed, uh, some people, uh, they complain about they having too much meeting and they say, okay, let's do Kanban because Kanban doesn't have meeting. What we discussed today was that Kanban has meeting, but Kanban is flexible enough to... Uh, You know, have those meetings, first of all, based on uh, your maturity and your problem and what you need. You can run the meeting as frequent as it's needed. Uh, And when you have more mature team, then you can have, uh, you know, uh, more on demand meetings. So basically on the topic that it's needed and when it's needed. Uh, so, three basic meeting that suggested for a team with low maturity or team who just started uh, working together. So, one Kanban meeting normally happen every day and I personally suggest to do it every day for 10 to 15 minutes and just talk about does anyone need any help? Is there anything stuck anywhere? Can we help to make sure the card and work, works move to the right of the Kanban? right side of the canvas we also talk about the replenishment so basically team agreed and committed to the future works and have some sort of retrospective to look at your data uh, where the work stuck where was the bottleneck and where we can improve did i miss anything Soma?
0: no you did good
1: all right
0: Uh, also whoever will be listening to this podcast they can also hear our conversation around the quarterly planning and how can you fit your kanban in that so do let us know what do you think about it if you have different ways of doing your meetings please let us know
1: thanks everyone for listening and yes we can (laughs) ban
0: thank you everyone thanks